So thank you both. And as my uh, my mother would say, God love you. Thanks. See y'all. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, he doesn't have to answer any of those questions. He doesn't have to answer to the press. He doesn't have to answer to the American people. He's Joe Biden, and his mother probably never said that either. Don't you think? As his mother always used to say, probably never said it once. Anything he says is more likely to be untrue than true. Completely nutty, that Joe Biden. That was a few days ago, actually. That was when I was on vacation with my best girl. In South Haven, Michigan, beautiful South Haven, Michigan, America. Wonderful. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We're better than any other country. You're welcome. There are many fine countries in the world, don't get me wrong. I've been to a great many of them myself. Uh, But ours is the best. It's always best to come back home. It's unfortunate that the left has taken over the Democrat Party in the United States and and academia and the media. You know, it's a a problem. But uh, some of us are working to to fix that a bit. Um, Yes, indeed, there's a lot of work yet to be done. You know, it's not World War II. We don't have to go uh, invade islands in the Pacific with bayonets fixed or anything. But, But we do have a bit of a brawl on our hands here in the United States. Yes, we do. And happy Tuesday to you. We uh, continue to be at 888-630-9625. 888-630-9625 is the telephone number here. And while there are many uh, nice countries, in fact, my best girl and I, in, uh, when was it? It was in January, I guess. We were in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Buenos Aires, Argentina. And then we uh, made our way down to Tierra del Fuego and Ushuaia, boarded a ship, went to Antarctica, right, uh, just for the seal hunt. Because, you know, you got to get, get some seal skin hats and things. Uh, we didn't really hunt the seals, but it's fun, it's fun to say that you did. Um, and, uh, and the penguins, of course. Little, little uh, 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 tougher meat than I thought they would have, the penguins. Don't you think? A little, <laughs> not really. Not, I kid again. I kid again. But Argentina, here's a story out of Argentina. That's pretty crazy today. Because, um, you know, after uh, World War II, a lot of Germans who were part of Adolf Hitler's Socialist Workers' Party, fled to Argentina because they were, you know, no longer in charge in Europe, and they uh, fled a lot of Germans who were Nazis, you know, of the Socialist Workers' Party. They fled to Argentina. Now, out of Argentina, here's the headline from uh, Vice News, the left-wing Vice News. Fast food restaurant sparks outrage with Anne Frank burger and Hitler fries. Order the Anne Frank Burger and Hitler Fries. The eatery in Argentina offered the Adolf cheese and bacon-covered French fries as a side to their Anne Frank Burger. Anne Frank, a teenage girl, of course, uh, Amsterdam. I've been to Anne Frank House, into the uh, bedroom and uh, things, where she hid from the Socialist Workers' Party. Um, But uh, then the Nazis got her, and of course they killed her because that's what the left does. I know they're the extreme right wing. Uh, that's because, as I've also been saying since high school, because the political spectrum is actually a circle and not a straight line. And the extreme left meets the extreme right 
Uh, it's like a rebar that you bend into a circle, right? Strong man in the circus. And and uh, the Socialist Workers Party of Adolf Hitler, you know, I've, I've, uh, is the same as the uh, Communist Party of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics under Stalin and Lenin and so on. Uh, but uh, who killed more people, Jeff? Stalin or Hitler? Hmm? Toss a coin. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Maoists came along and killed more people than anybody. Uh, 50 million, 75 million, not a thing. But uh, the left is still alive and well. It's, it's an amazing thing. But uh, back to Argentina for a moment here, because the Anne Frank Burger and Hitler fries, uh, apparently not a huge hit, but fast food restaurant has proved tasteless a- a- after allowing customers to add the Adolf cheese and bacon-covered fries as a side to their Anna Frank burger, right, in uh, Argentina. Um, Honky Donkey, uh, the local eatery is called Honky Donkey, in the small town of Rafaela in the uh, Santa Fe province, uh, offered the, the two options on their menu, along with other um, others named the Mongolian uh, Kagan Genghis Khan uh, and the Chinese Communist Revolutionary Mao Zedong, the World War II-era Italian fascist leader and uh, Hitler ally Benito Mussolini. You can order the Benito Mussolini. You can get the Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, the uh, Mao Zedong, uh, and you can get the uh, Anne Frank burger with uh, Hitler fries. See? Some people have a uh, different kind of sense of humor. Public outrage began uh, after the Raffaella Jewish Community Facebook page posted on August 1st. Uh, Express is the most heartfelt uh, uh, disapproval and indignation of the menu, asking that Honky Donkey remove items related to the Holocaust, especially those referencing Hitler, Mussolini, and Anne Frank. Sure, you bet. Anne Frank has in uh, Amsterdam. You know, so there you go. That's your that's your thing. Ariel Rosenthal, representative for the Raphael Jewish community, told local news media that they first learned of the disturbing marketing campaign in March. Took a little while. And they spoke with the owners who said they would remove the menu choices, but then they didn't. You know, you can never trust the, uh, you know, if you got if you got the Hitler fries and the Anne Frank burger, probably not a trustworthy person. You probably can't take them at their word. What do you think? I'm thinking that's probably the case. So, yes, sir. They later apologized, Honky Donkey did, uh, for their menu on Instagram. They, on Instagram, they apologized. But uh, but never mind, because you, you go there. That's your Nazis. As another, it reminds me of another great story that was told to me and my best girl aboard one of our sea cruises uh, two or three years ago. And a uh, wonderful, great American listener that came along. And his grandmother was from Poland. Grandmother from Poland. And uh, his grandmother was there when the Nazis invaded. She was a teenage girl. And the Nazis invaded and they conquered, because they, that's what the, they do. They uh, conquered Poland and, um, and brutalized the country because that's what they do. And then Stalin's army came in and drove the Nazis out. And then they stole Poland and kept it for themselves for generations because that's what commies do. Right? And, uh, and my friend who was on the sea cruise with us asked his grandmother, said, uh, Grandma, what was the difference between living under the Nazis and living under the Soviets. And you know what Grandma said? Grandma said, the flag. 
What a great answer, huh? That was the difference, she said, between living under the Nazis and living under the Soviet Union was the flag. They swapped out flags, uh, but, you know, the hobnailed boot of the state uh, was uh, replaced with the hobnailed boot of the other state, uh, the other state. So that's that's what we got going there. And here in the United States, America, you know, we have a merger of state and corporate power going on between the information oligarchs and the Democrat Party. And um, even the the historian and Obama biographer David Garrow says that Barack Obama's administration and Barack Obama's presidency will be remembered as the beginning of the age of social control. Uh, and that is the, the, the merger, he even used the same words, the merger of uh, the information oligarchs and the Democrat Party. And this is what I've been talking about for so long now. So it was kind of nice and refreshing to see this, this uh, Dave Garrow, historical, um, uh, historian and presidential biographer, Obama biographer, saying that the Obama presidency, uh, historians will view the Obama presidency as the moment when this new oligarchy of information oligarchs merged with the Democrat Party, Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism, and used the capacities of information control and these new technologies, the power of this new class of people, to create a new apparatus of social control. And, uh, and again, uh, two additional stories today. FBI agent involved in Trump-Russia witch hunt is now going to plead guilty in federal court to corruption charges. Uh, and this is a guy, an FBI agent, Charles McGonagall, who it turns out he was pushing Russian collusion when he was at the FBI, and uh, he pushed and pushed. Uh, his investigation resulted in the appointment of Robert Mueller, special counsel, to investigate alleged Russia collusion, which didn't happen, uh, but it interfered with our presidential election, two different presidential elections. And FBI agent McGonagall, it turns out um, that uh, he has been working since 2021 with a Russian oligarch, Oleg Deripaska, uh, who was being sanctioned by the United States of America because he was accused of tampering in the 2016 election. And then the FBI agent gets into bed with Oleg Deripaska and uh, helps to get him off of the sanctions list, among other things. And Charles McGonagall is now expected to plead guilty. It's the guy who's pushing Russian collusion, and it turns out he is a Russian colluder himself. Nothing ironic about that, I guess. Boy, oh boy. You're a Democrat party. And then, of course, the other, the other FBI agent story today, which is a, uh, uh, a very big story as well, and uh, that is the FBI agent who was on the phone with Facebook and um, presumably others as well, Elvis Chan, lied under oath, and he was also subverting the presidential election by misleading social media giants into not allowing people to share the New York Post stories about the Hunter Biden laptop. And there are polls that show that had the Hunter Biden laptop story been widely disseminated before the election of 2020, that it would have moved enough votes away from Joe Biden who got a record number of votes in the history of the country. Isn't that amazing? Well, not even campaigning. Isn't that great? Would have changed enough votes that Donald Trump would still be in the White House. Um, so there it is, the merger of state and corporate power. And now we have presidential historian uh, and Pulitzer Prize winner David Garrow 
saying the same thing that I've been saying for quite some time now. So, uh, you know, welcome to the party, pal. Honestly. Mm-mm-mm. And this also is the, the historian David Garrow, who uh, found in the archives at Emory University letters that Barack Obama had written to uh, love letters to his girlfriend, Alex, in which he bragged her that he fantasized about having sex with men. But pay no attention to that. Um, which also brings us, you know, he's talking about uh, the, the, uh, the letters that he wrote to a girl telling her that uh, it was California, though, you know, that he had fantasies about having sex, sex with men, which uh, reminded me of, uh, and talking to my, my friend Brian Doherty about this uh, yesterday, uh, and Malik Obama, the half-brother of Barack Obama that Barack Obama has left abandoned in Africa to fend for himself against lions and stuff, you know. Um, but Malik Obama, the half-brother of Barack Obama, posted on, on his Twitter account, he's got a Twitter account, um, just days ago uh, that uh, he's writing, this guy must be gay, talking about Barack Obama, his half-brother. Malik Obama, half-brother of Barack Obama, posting, this guy must be gay, and he posted a letter from from Barack Obama, um, kind of uh, kind of interesting. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's your and uh, oh, actually, this is a fresh one. Malik Obama posted this again yesterday. <laughs> oh man, boy, oh boy. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, I don't care what uh, Barack Obama does in his, you know, uh, in the barn. Uh, but uh, boy, what a uh, what a time it is, huh? What a time it is. And we are at 888-630-9625. Yes, we are. I've got a lot more. And uh, the Gold Star families of the uh, U.S. service members murdered by a radical Islamic jihadi terrorist suicide bomber during the botched evacuation of Kabul in Afghanistan. Uh, the Gold Star families were invited by Republicans to speak publicly yesterday. The Democrats could care less about them because the Democrats are not on our side. Hey, do you have nasty odors in your home you just can't get rid of, maybe in your office, maybe in your teenager's room? Now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes, trash cans, even Michael Moore. No match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Very smelly, man. The thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds. Clears a room of any odor. Plus, there are no expensive filters to buy and schedule and get mailed and replace all the time like so many other air filters. More than 350,000 thunderstorms already sold. Thousands of five-star reviews on Al Gore's amazing internet. Check them out for yourself. Works like a champ. I've got two at home myself. During this week, I've got a great deal for you. To get your own thunderstorm, right now you can save 200 American dollars when you get three Eden Pure thunderstorms for whole home protection. That's three units for under 200 bucks. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com. Enter the discount code CHRIS. That's me. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS. And because you hang with me, you also get free shipping. And the FBI, boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, 
Got big problems there. So we've got uh, that coming up. And the weather. The weather is kooky, isn't it? And uh, Democrats now need climate psychology. That's coming up. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. All of this uh, madness. Yeah, I've got uh, climate crazy coming up. It was on this date in 1975 that the journal Science first used the term global warming. Global warming. And look at us now. (laughs) Wasn't that the year they were pushing the coming ice age and the armadillos were headed south and we all had to panic about glaciers coming back? And um, Then they, they turned like that, just like that, just... Turned and now, hey, it's global warming. Panic about the heat, crazy. All right, let's um, let's see, Jeff. Let's grab a quick phone call. We don't have a ton of time, but let's go to Mike calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant show. Hey, good morning, Chris Plant. Hey, Mike. You know, the felonious fifty-one letter was written for the entire purpose of allowing the left and people like Joe Biden to misquote it. That was the entire reason for their writing it. Was that someone like Joe Biden in the debate could misstate what the letter said, and then Trump wasn't quick enough to pick up on it and say to Joe, that's not what the letter said. It said but there were earmarks. It didn't say there were actual proof that it was uh, the laptop was Russian disinformation. That was uh, a, a miss by Trump when he just said, well, we're back to Russia, Russia, Russia. But he, he missed the bigger point was that that was just a setup for, for Biden to be able to misquote it and then dismiss the laptop as something that needed to be talked about. Well, that's right. And the intelligence officials involved in that scam, in that disinformation campaign that they ran against us, the American people, to tamper in the election, uh, it also made the headlines um, being misquoted as well. You're absolutely right. And the moment it came out, I pointed out the, the sleaze in the letter. This is The Chris Plant Show. Yeah, I was just talking to Mike about the uh, the communist-style disinformation campaign that was orchestrated. You may remember that this whole effort was orchestrated by the uh, Joe Biden campaign and that Anthony Blinken, who's now Secretary of State, the plum job in the administration that could be handed out like candy by Joe Biden, orchestrated by Anthony Blinken, who was with the Biden campaign at the time, and it was later learned that uh, Antony Blinken of the Biden campaign, then given the best job in the administration, Secretary of State, most would say, it was uh, Blinken that coordinated uh, that felonious 51 letter, which was a conspiracy 
to defraud the American people on Election Day. Uh, and, and the headlines, and Mike was saying, well, it allowed Joe Biden, saying correctly, it allowed Joe Biden to go up on the debate stage with President Trump and to lie and to misrepresent and to misquote and to say, well, yeah, 51 intelligence officials say that the laptop is disinformation, Russian disinformation. While they're accusing President Trump of being involved with the Russians, it was all a lie, a big lie. They made the lie like their boy Joseph Goebbels so big that no one would dare not believe it. But it won the day because, Mike, the October 19th, 2020 headline on the lead up to Election Day, 2020, October 19th, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo. Dozens, this is the headline from Politico, the left-wing newspaper in Washington. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, comma, dozens of former intel officials say. Of course, that's not what they said, but it was the intent of the intelligence officials who were left-wing. Again, John Brennan voted for the Communist Party candidate for president. Left-wing activists who are not truth-tellers, and they should be charged with crimes for tampering with our elections. And they'll be snakes about it, and you know they'll be arrogant about it because that's, that's who they are. And also, Johns Hopkins University at their uh, uh, School for Advanced uh, International Studies, uh, SAIS, uh, a respected think tank, they uh, published a piece on it as well uh, on the 20th of October. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation, comma, dozens of former intel officials say. And they republish the Politico story. And that's how they spread the disinformation. And, and it was a, an effort to, and a successful effort, I might add, to tamper with our presidential election by our own intelligence community um, running an a information operation, or really a disinformation operation, if you prefer, against the American people, against the American electorate. Right? Kind of a big deal, you might think. Mm. Just uh, just amazing stuff. And uh, yeah, Dana Bash's ex-husband, you know, the CNN anchor. And then uh, later on, the you know, the Flonius 51, it was learned that it was the Biden campaign that launched this disinformation effort, this disinformation campaign, and listed their Democrat friendlies. And again, it's the party and the apparatus, the permanent bureaucracy. It's the merger of state and corporate power going through Twitter and Facebook and uh, their media allies at Politico and at the Washington Post with the billionaire information oligarch Jeff Bezos. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is an extremely corrupt country right now, and uh, we've got to stand up to the corruption. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. Yeah, and then, uh, and then CNN, you know, CNN had the headline after the presidential debate, did Trump spread Russian disinformation during the debate? Right? <laughs> no, no, but uh, Biden did. But the CNN headline uh, raises the question. There is a, a great old saying in journalism, anytime a headline ends with a question mark, the answer is no. If the journalists are raising the question, the answer is always no, right? So Biden accused Trump of spreading Russian disinformation after the president brought up uh, recent articles in the New York Post about Biden's son, Hunter, and his business dealings with Ukraine. Trump specifically cited a, quote, laptop, end quote. CNN put the word laptop in quotation marks. 
that contained emails allegedly belonging to Hunter Biden, obviously belonging to Hunter Biden. Everybody knew it at the time, but CNN was lying about it and Politico was lying about it. And they get awards for these kinds of lies. And uh, then they quote Joe Biden saying, so there are 50 former national intelligence folks, they're folks, who said what he's accusing me of is a Russian plant, Biden said. It's a Russian plant. Five former heads of the CIA, both parties, both parties, my rumpus, say that uh, what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except his good friend Rudy Giuliani. Well, Rudy Giuliani was correct. Uh, Donald Trump was correct. The New York Post was correct. All of it was correct. But Biden, CNN, Politico, SAIS at Johns Hopkins, and the rest of the left-wing mob all participated in the big lie, Joseph Goebbels style, uh, make a lie so big no one would dare not believe it. And again, today, because Washington is a glacier, uh, and uh, today we've got two new news stories about FBI agents involved with what? Uh, one of them directly involved with a Russian oligarch, a guy that was pushing, pushing the Trump collusion, Russian collusion story, and pushing for a special counsel. It's now been learned, has been for years in bed with a Russian oligarch, and now he's going to be pleading guilty to felony charges. No big deal, though, right? And is uh, CNN going to report that? What do you think? Hmm? Huh? How about Politico? Politico going to get on that? No. No. So uh, the uh, this FBI agent, Charles McConigal, uh, expected to plead guilty. Um, and he was spreading disinformation. So we got the FBI, the CIA, the intelligence community, the federal law enforcement community involved in tampering with our presidential election in 2020, misleading social media oligarchs like Jack Dorsey at Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook, who, like a lot of Nazis under the Socialist Workers' Party fascism in Europe in the 20th century, they were happy to go along with the party, right, as many were in Germany. Not everybody was Oskar Schindler. Uh, and we don't have a lot of Oskar Schindlers in the United States right now, that's, that's for sure. So now it turns out this FBI agent McGonagall was in bed with a Russian oligarch, named uh, Oleg. He's an oligarch named Oleg. Uh, Oleg uh, Deripaska. And uh, he's, uh, this is a guy who was being sanctioned by the United States for tampering in the 2016 presidential election. Uh, you just, you know, you, 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 people like to say you can't make this stuff up. You don't have to make it up. They're doing it for us. Man. And then the other FBI agent, Elvis Chan, who it turns out, it isn't funny how all of this goes back to Russia. And uh, Elvis Chan was one of the FBI agents who was misleading uh, Facebook as to the Hunter Biden laptop. It was all true, but boy, they, they can make the truth into a lie and make uh, a lie into the truth. That's power. That is really, that is information dominance. Boy. So Elvis Chan, San Francisco FBI agent, now being accused of lying under oath when he was being asked about his conversations with Facebook on the lead-up to the 2020 election. And Congressman Jim Jordan has laid out the testimony in which he sells, says FBI agent Elvis Chan uh, lied under oath. So there's another FBI agent. And, and, and again, uh, what's it about? It's an FBI agent lying under oath. Uh, what, what, about what? About the Biden campaign's efforts to kill 
the Hunter Biden story and enlisting the information oligarchs to help kill the story so that they could win, steal the presidential election. I watched a uh, a GOP video this morning they put together of dozens of Democrats who still say the 2020 election, presidential election, was stolen by George W. Bush because they really won in Florida. And DNC chairs and members of Congress and, uh, and you know, uh, all over the place, Democrat leadership saying the 2020 election was stolen. And, the, and Hillary Clinton, of course, still claims the 2016 election was stolen from her by uh, Donald Trump. And that's all fine. But if Donald Trump says the 2020 election was stolen, then he's charged with crimes. Deutschland, Deutschland, Uberales. Boy, oh boy, I'm telling you. And I got some, uh, I got some, well, you know, we've been talking about the weather and all the wacky weather. I, wanna, I do want to get to this PBS panhandler broadcasting thing as well. But before we do, let's get to another phone call, Jeff. Let's, uh, let's see, let's go to John calling from Herndon, Virginia. John, John, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Hey, John. I love you guys. I love you guys. But, you know, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. Is he going to pick me? Send me in, coach. Send me in, coach. Hey, uh, first of all, I got to you know, respond to uh, the uh, Barack Obama is the, you know, the initiator of the, you know, the Marx, the major Marxist movement. Of course, you know, you can also go back to when that, when Clapper was made the uh, director of defense intelligence agency. Yeah. But uh, really, Obama brought it in in a wave, you know, a huge wave. But, you know, it's just so uh, the, the first couple of months of the Barack Obama administration, 2008, you know, uh, they, they, there was a news clip, a very, I thought, pretty small one about him inviting Google in. Um, you know, and a chill went down the back of my spine, you know, because, uh, I mean, I, with a background in military and intelligence and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've seen information operations being done by Soviets on us, by, you know, so, so on and so forth. So many people listen to you. you got a great crowd of people listening to you. It was so smart. That's what the, that was the start of that. And I'm thinking, geez, how many people are watching this? And then as I'm starting to affiliate with some of these other agencies, one of the other things that really went haywall, uh, haywire is in 9-11 when we started to say, hey, you FBI guys need to start reporting some intel. And so we let them get into intel. And there was a huge firewall. And I never realized how bad it was. I thought it might be a good thing that they would actually start working on some of that, you know, intel and start helping be part of that teamwork. But hell no. I would say now, geez, let's get back to where they have nothing to do with intel. Because right now they took that and, uh, and you know, and, and then and now one last thing I'll leave. You know, I, I remember coaching soccer, my kids' soccer teams, and I'm just watching parents, mostly moms, but watching parents say things like, uh, you know, I just can't figure out. This is, doc, this is the beginning of smartphones, right? And I was like, I just hand that phone to my, my child, and they can, they're so smart, they can figure that out. And I, I look back at that and like, yep. There were some really bad seeds to where we're at right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the social media uh, stuff. And look, I, I've been talking about this since the social media thing uh, first emerged. And yeah. and uh, Silicon Valley, uh, you know, left-wing Democrats, the Democrat Party recognized the power of social media very early on and immediately moved in, knowing that they had allies there, and uh, seized that power. 
And now even this presumably left-wing presidential historian, David Garrow, is pointing the finger at Barack Obama, saying that historians in the future will point to the Obama presidency as the birth of modern fascism in, uh, he didn't use those words, but he did say the merger of state and corporate power. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, it really, and I've, been, I've been shouting it from the, from the housetops here uh, since it came yeah, along. Keep shouting it, please, sir. Yeah. And, uh, John, I, I you say, add, go ahead. You know, if I could add, you know, I add one thing. Well, would you guys keep shouting it? And, and the American, I have ultimate faith in American, uh, America is going to get back. You know, we, we always do the right thing. And maybe after trying the wrong thing for 10 years, hmm. but we always get to the right thing. And, uh, I really believe that, you know, people are just going to get, you know, with, with the Soviets and the Cold War, it took us, it's amazing to study NATO and just how it, long it took us to get the American people to start putting their heft behind. Yeah, the Soviets are not so nice people. Yeah. And, you know, but, you know, it's also today we're still talking Russia when it's, which they have a, a GDP less than Texas. And nobody, you know, it's only now, I mean, 15 years late. Uh, beat the table about China, which has a GDP of uh, 18 trillion. Right. You know, but there's still obfuscation. They're like, oh, don't look over at China. They're they're actually not a threat. Yeah, they're they are the number one threat, emerging threat, and uh, yeah, it's you know, it's communist. It's the communist. Communism lives into the yeah. 21st century. It lives. And yeah, yeah, and you saw, you know, uh, uh, John, you saw that we've got a, an armada of Russian and Chinese naval ships. Uh, intruding into our waters along the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. And uh, we have dispatched some warships to go say hello to them. But they're becoming much more aggressive. And, John, you said that you've got a uh, military background and an intelligence background or a military intelligence background, yes? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I, and I would say, you know, the, uh, the, the joint— so when Michael Packer was, was, was filling in for you one day, and uh, I actually got on, that's the only time I've been on your show, but, uh, which is awesome. And it was about Harris saying, uh, you know, how great Biden is, is bringing people together, bringing countries together. And I was like, yeah, he brings China, Russia together. Uh, they were quite, we were quite comfortable the way they really didn't want to get along. Yeah. And they probably won't get along in the long term. Yeah. But still. You know, and how many different other agencies or countries has 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 the Biden administration of our adversaries have they brought together? Yeah, right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, John, uh, saluting you, my friend. Thank you uh, for the call. President Trump brought Israel and uh, several Arab countries together, uh, but he didn't bring together. And by the way, Russia, China, and Iran are at the same table uh, today too because they all have the same goal of destroying the United States of America, and they're getting all the help in the world from today's Democrat Party in the United States of America. Thank you, John. You know, CBD is everywhere these days, putting CBD in everything, everywhere you look. And my friends at Generic CBD have infused CBDs into their number one best-selling deep-penetrating muscle and joint cream. And let me tell you, the stuff is amazing. It's incredibly popular. Melts right into your knees, elbows, shoulders, back, and your stiff hands, too. Goes to work in a matter of seconds. Uh, put it on in the morning. Uh, it uh, works all day. It's great stuff. But my best girl says it's a fantastic moisturizer, too. 
The company is called GenericCBD.com. GenericCBD.com. You've heard me talk about them before. They sell premium CBD products for a lot less cash. And right now, you can try their muscle and joint cream for free. For free, I tell you. Just pay $2.95 to help with the shipping and handling. But don't worry, it's not a subscription. There are no strings attached. They just want you to try it because they know once you do, give it to your mom. You're going to be back for more and forever. You're going to want it for yourself and for, for people around you. They're going to thank you. So get your free sample today at genericcbd.com. That's G-E-N-E-R-I-C-C-B-D.com, genericcbd.com. These products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, cure, prevent any disease or illness. Yes, sir. Yeah, and, uh, you know, another thing they underestimate is there are a lot of people like John out there who've served in the military, took the oath, raised their hand, and... Um, intelligence officials, intelligence background, and see through all this, this stuff. I'm happy to say I'm one of the people that sees through all this stuff as well. There's only one Chris Plant, The Chris Plant Show. Ah, yes. You know, yesterday, uh, Monday, today, Tuesday, I talked about uh, the the bloodbath that is our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., because Democrats run it, and they love murder and murderers and carjackers and carjacking and stuff. And yesterday I came in and I shared with you a story. Surge of homicides in D.C. leaves 13 dead in August's first five days. That was the Washington Post story yesterday. And 13 murdered, shot and killed, murdered in the first five days. A small city, fewer than 700,000 people. Well, today at the very bottom of uh, the front page, they have a little update. Violence in D.C. Three more people shot over the weekend have died, bringing to 16 the number of people killed in the first six days of August. Because... You know, the Democrats are in charge, and and this is, uh, again, they banned handguns here. The problem is not our guns, it's your sons. Stop raising murderers, Democrats. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.